T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. It's Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. It is a little bit after 7 o'clock on Tuesday night. That means... We welcome in our good friend, Sean Malone. You hear him here on KMOX uh, during newscasts, but he also does a lot in the world of uh, fantasy football. You follow him on Twitter at smalone27. He's uh, part of the team at Fantrax. Sean, always good to uh, have you in. How are you? I'm doing well, even though my New York Giants are not doing all that great, unfortunately, but hoping they maintain at least the top three pick. You know, if we don't come away with the top quarterback and Marvin Harrison Jr. winds up being the consolation prize, I'll be okay with that. Are you a Brian Dable guy? I like Brian Dable. He yeah. is not the problem. The injuries are the biggest problem for the Giants this year. Just an unbelievable amount. I mean, you have to think, other than the first half of the Raiders game, not even a full first half, and the first what, three quarters of the Giants-Cowboys game to begin the season. Andrew Thomas, Saquon Barkley, and Daniel Jones. That's the only time they've shared a field together this season. So it's been... tough, yeah. It is. And like I said, I think Dable is the correct guy for the job. I think it's just been a brutal year. And this is the opportunity for the Giants, like if May or Williams is available, to kind of reset that quarterback clock. The way Jones' contract is set up, and this is why I liked it as a Giants fan, it's basically a two-year deal. After next season, the Giants can cut him and get out of most of that money at that point. I was like talking to you about things going on kind of in the real world and then how they impact the fantasy world. And we found out uh, earlier today, uh, the Buffalo Bills, who have just been treading water all season long uh, with high expectations going in, they fire Ken Dorsey. Joe Brady, who's been an offense coordinator before a few years ago, he was one of the hottest names uh, in, in football coaching. He takes over on an interim basis. From a fantasy standpoint, what kind of impact does this coaching change have? Well, first of all, how dare Ken Dorsey send 12 men on the field oh on the field goal <laughs> to potentially block what would have been the game missing in, in that yeah, instance, winning fault, for yeah. Buffalo, but then also sending the all-out blitz on a third down and 10 when they're outside of field goal range as well. I can't believe Ken Dorsey, offensive coordinator for the Bills, would do such a thing. Uh, I believe Sean McDermott calls the defensive plays in Buffalo when uh, they, their defense coordinator left after I last think so, year with yeah. that Leslie Fred Frazier, mm -hmm. and he left, and I think McDermott took over the defensive play calling at that uh, point. I think McDermott, I, at this point, that feels like a knee-jerk reaction move. I almost wonder yeah. if there's a little bit of hot seat going on for him in Buffalo, potentially. That's not based on any reporting. That's just, you know, to fire Ken Dorsey, which 
otherwise, other than the turnovers, the Bills' offense has been solid this season. It just seems weird. Yeah, but, the turnovers is the Yeah. I mean, Allen just keeps throwing interceptions. Yeah, and that's something where, you know, you talk about the benefits, and it's not like the ch- there's going to be a wholesale change to what the offense looks like in season, but I think the biggest benefactor could be James Cook. And James Cook has looked good this season, but the Bills have kind of stayed away from making him that feature back. Um, Maybe now that Ken Dorsey is out, maybe we'll see James Cook get featured a little bit more, but I don't really see how the turnovers change. You know, it's kind of with Josh Allen. It comes with the territory of him these past couple of years where he's going to make a lot of great plays for you but the turnovers are going to happen every once in a while when he tries to force the issue that's not there. So I don't see a whole lot with him changing. I think the biggest change could come from James Cook. I think his value should go up in this. I expect him to see a lot more action as the featured back after this. What uh, what happened on the field this week that's maybe impacting players and, and their value moving forward? Uh, I think Derek Carr going down with an injury is an interesting one because now enters Jameis Winston yeah. and uh, to a worse extent the full Jameis Winston experience similar to Josh Allen but the touchdown to interception ratio is usually not as good. It's as we've seen in the past usually an even 50-50 in that and that's what we got on Sunday when Jameis Winston mm-hmm. came in. Two touchdowns and two interceptions in the game with some throws that just make you scratch your head but I think Chris Olave could be a big benefactor with that. You know, he's been a downfield threat for the Saints this year that Derek Carr's not been able to find on a consistent basis. Jameis Winston kind of willing to pull the trigger a bit more on some throws that maybe he shouldn't. And it's not like Chris Olave loses points when the ball gets intercepted. So I could see Olave potentially being a bit of a benefactor from this on the other end, that means fewer dump-offs to Alvin Kamara, who has made a career out of catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, so I could see a bit of a hit to him. I don't think it's anything too drastic, but if I were interested in buying low on Olave, I'm slightly more interested on in buying low on him at this point with Jameis Winston now taking over. And speaking of quarterbacks, in Las Vegas, Aiden O'Connell's the quarterback. And you, a few weeks ago, we about saying, you said, always listen to like the things that are being said. And what I found most interesting was how uh, Devontae Adams, who has not been happy with the Raiders all season, has made it pretty clear that he's enjoying playing with O'Connell. That makes me just wonder, is this a guy that's going to have, in O'Connell's his value just going to go up and up through the rest of the season? And there's not a whole lot of season left, really. Yeah, and I think something that's interesting with Devontae Adams, it, it comes down to getting the ball. And, you know, sometimes people can conflate a wide receiver not getting the ball with being a diva, but it's a part of sports. When your team's losing and you are a great player and you're not getting the ball, it's natural to be frustrated at that point. I think that's kind of what we saw through the beginning part of the season for Devontae Adams up until these recent weeks. And they're working to get him the ball quite a bit. I saw it in person. They were working him a lot against the New York Giants. And they worked him a lot against the very good Jets defense as well. Six catches for 86 yards. And everyone saw how happy he was in the locker room after that. So uh, Devontae Adams, if you can get him, I like him as a buy low candidate for the rest of the season. Even Antonio Pierce came out after the game and said, yeah, Devontae Adams is a great player. I want to get the ball in his hand. That's what the Raiders have done throughout these past two games. And again, they're facing both New York teams, neither of which are very good this year, but they got two wins out of it as well. So I I like Devontae Adams' value moving forward a lot more than I did a couple of weeks ago. Anybody else who might be available in a lot of leagues out there that you're really recommending? This is a tough week, and I try to keep with, you know, my waiver wire pod that I do every week. I try to keep it at guys that are available in fan tracks leagues because that's who I do it for. Um, 
usually the rule of thumb is 50% or more. I try to do 40% or more. So at least in a decent amount of leagues, they're available. And it's tough out there mm-hmm. to find guys invail- available in that many leagues. Some of the best ones that I've got available for you is Ty Chandler. Keep an eye on the injury to Alexander Madison. Um, but Ty Chandler got a lot of work. Wasn't super efficient. He was facing a tough New Orleans defense, but he carried the ball forty or 15 times for 45 yards against New Orleans Saints. If Madison can't go, Ty Chandler looks to be the next guy up. Uh, Noah Brown has been interesting as well. The Houston Texans wide receiver and Brown, Collins, Tank Dell. It, it seems like you can't go wrong with anyone involved in that passing attack for the Houston Texans, but he's someone else I like as well, especially if Nico Collins is going to be hurt again and missing this week. Uh, someone from just a streaming standpoint, and this is why I always say monitor your waiver wire to see who gets dropped, not just who gets added. Daryl Henderson is now available in fifty-eight in forty-two percent of leagues. He was the starting running yeah. back the past few weeks for the L.A. Rams. Kyron Williams, not this coming week, but next week is the earliest he could return. So it might just wind up being a one-week streamer. But, I mean, if you need a starting running back and a bunch more teams on by this week, Daryl Henderson could potentially be someone that you find sitting on your waivers that maybe wasn't there this time last week. Um, and an interesting name just to see where he winds up. Uh, Michael Carter got cut by the New York Jets today, or uh, waived by the New York Jets today, excuse me. So he's going to have to pass through waivers, and we'll see where he winds up. But if he winds up on a team where he could find himself in room for a lot of touches, example, the Minnesota Vikings, if Alexander Madison isn't 100%, or even if he is, you know, they lost Cam Akers not too long ago. Michael Carter had a decent rookie season for the Jets a couple of years ago, kind of got forgotten about with Brees Hall coming to town. So he could be someone that I'm not probably putting a waiver claim on him yet, but I'm keeping my eye out to see where he winds up and whether or not that's worth throwing him on my bench. He is a Sean Malone. You hear him during KMOX uh, newscast. You follow him on Twitter at smalone27. And we've got him on because you can read him and hear him with uh, Fantrax at F-A-N-T-R-A-X is uh, Fantrax, uh, part of the uh, Fly Fantasy Football Podcast. How do people get that? Yep, you can listen to it on the Odyssey app and where podcasts are found. All right, very good. Thank you. Thank you. That's Sean Malone. This is a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is America's Sports Voice. KMOX. Brazil will just dribble it down and let the clock expire. A long three is no good. St. Louis University has toppled Mizzou. The final score, 93-85 at Chaffetz Arena. Tom Ackerman on the call right here on KMOX on Sunday when the St. Louis University women's basketball team picks up their first win of the season, knocking off Mizzou 93-85. They are now 1-1. One one. They had opened up the season with a loss against Drake at home, and now they're going to be back at it coming up tomorrow evening. They've got another interstate rivalry game as they will take on Missouri State tomorrow night, 7 o'clock for tip-off from Chaffetz Arena. That means uh, our coverage will begin at about uh, 6.45. I believe it will be uh, Tom back on the call coming up uh, tomorrow night right here on KMOX. We are efforting uh, Coach Rebecca Tillett, the head coach of the St. Louis University women's uh, basketball team. We hope to have her on the program here in the next moment or so. Get her thoughts uh, on the team and uh, see uh, what this means when you know when when you beat a, a power five opponent. Um, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal, and it's okay to let it be a big deal. And then, um, it, but then you still have to move forward from there. So it's always one of the things I, enjoy, I like talking to coaches about because it's the idea of enjoying a win, but not letting that win like linger for too much time uh, where you're not able to start focusing on that next game. Now it helps that it's another interstate game against Missouri State that's going to be coming up uh, tomorrow night. But that's always kind of a tough thing for for a coach and for coaching staffs, I think, to to be able to uh, move on or not move on or focus in or not focus in. And you know, how much do you enjoy uh, a certain win? So hopefully uh, we'll be able to get uh, Coach Tillett on here in the next uh, few moments or so. If we don't get her on today, we'll certainly uh, talk with her uh, at some point in the uh, relatively uh, near future. Uh, but yeah, that was just a great win. That's a great win. And I love the story. I love the story of St. Louis University women's basketball where Coach Tillett comes into the program. It's a program that in recent years hadn't accomplished a whole lot. Last year at the beginning of the season, they were okay, but they certainly were not great. And they just get better and better and better as the year goes along. And they're playing their best basketball at the end of the season. And it was good enough for them to win the A-10 tournament. They get to the NCAA tournament, and then they follow that up by uh, coming away with uh, with a win against the Power 5 team and a, uh, a big win against uh, Missouri here uh, early on in this season. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, want to tell this story as much as possible. And we've talked so much about where SLU Athletics is right now. Women's basketball getting that win. It's been a good start to the season for uh, men's basketball. And again, uh, men's basketball, they are about to go play in a uh, tournament in uh, Myrtle Beach, and they're going to be playing some afternoon games right here on KMOX. They'll match up against Wyoming at 1 o'clock on Thursday afternoon, and then they'll play there at 11 o'clock or 1.30 on uh, Friday, and they'll wrap up that tournament coming up uh, on Sunday. So some uh, afternoon basketball right here on KMOX coming up over the next few days. But uh, yeah, so we'll um, 
we'll be able to have that, and we'll certainly enjoy that. And then, as we've mentioned, Slew Women's Soccer and their run in the NCAA tournament. So uh, we'll give this a moment or so longer and see if we can get uh, Coach Tillett on to uh, the program as uh, we hope that uh, she's going to be able to uh, join us as we uh, certainly want to talk through uh, what did happen for uh, the Slew Women as uh, they get the... um, Get the win against Missouri. It's not, I uh, may not be looking great to get uh, Coach Tillett on the program today. So we may have to uh, shift gears here for uh, a little while. I'm trying to listen in to Matt Pajeski as he has a conversation in the background on whether or not uh, Coach Tillett is going to be uh, available. The uh, Blues, they are uh, already in action, and they are scoreless right now. 9.27 to go in the first period, and there's no score. Here's what we're going to do. We'll go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, we're either going to be joined by Coach Tillett or we are going to talk uh, through what we were scheduled to talk about with uh, the Cardinals and also uh, the various moves that they made today and the qualifying offers being rejected across Major League Baseball and uh, what that means. So uh, we'll work to get Coach Tillett on at a different time moving forward, and instead we will return and uh, we'll talk some Cardinals baseball in just a moment as we roll on with the Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes Smith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Sports Voice, KMOX. Back at it here on KMOX. Good news. We are going to get the opportunity to talk with uh, St. Louis University women's basketball coach uh, Rebecca Tillett after uh, SLU. Uh, the ladies came away with a fantastic win on Sunday, as you heard right here on KMOX when they knocked off Mizzou, 93-85. Back at tomorrow night again here on KMOX. They'll take on Missouri State, and uh, we do go to the Quiver River Electric Guest Line and welcome in Coach Rebecca Tillett. Coach, thank you so much for taking some time with us today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're uh, glad to be able to talk to you after a really big win. As a coach, when your team wins games like that against interstate rivals, power five opponents, all of that stuff, how like how long do you let the team really enjoy that win before you start focusing on the next game? Yeah, really great question and something we've been talking about a lot. So one of our core values is joy. So if you're going to stay true to your core values of joy, you have to celebrate moments, right? Yeah. You have to enjoy the process. And, um, and then you turn your focus because we're about – pursuing excellence and then you have to pursue it again and that's the great thing about excellence you can maybe achieve it for a moment and then together you've got to put your heads down and work again okay so for an 18 to 22 year old i think feeling joy experiencing joy is something that's maybe a little bit easier i've been around a lot of coaches coaches have a hard time with that coaches uh want more and they're looking to the next game and they're worried about what can go wrong that's kind of in a coach's dna uh, i don't know you that well but if you you've, i'm assuming you've got some of that inside you is it challenging for you to do the the joy thing Great point. And I think, I think it is challenging for coaches. And I think in our program, players will remind coaches, right? Remember your joy today. <laughs> and, and it just becomes a part of the culture of how we do things. And so it's, it's always okay for a player to come to me, especially when I'm preparing for an intense scout to say, okay, till it, where's your joy? And uh, we all take it in stride. I felt like this is a big win just in the sense that it almost closes. You had such a great year last year, winning the A-10 tournament, just the maturation of the program throughout the year, getting to the NCAA tournament. But by getting a win like this, it almost kind of starts this year and closes last year. I, maybe that's just from an outsider's point of view, but is there something to what I'm saying? 
There is. And I also think there's, you know, people have a tendency, right, to think if you hear the story of what we did last year or you watch the story to say, well, is is that what it's always going to be like? You know, sometimes that's our human nature to do that. And I think what we were able to do, you know, especially in the response from the Drake game, who's, who's a really talented opponent who we open with, and then to go and turn around and have a successful outing with Mizzou, I think it's just that focus of, you know, how, how can we get better each day? And, and what does that look like in this environment? And then now as a team that's achieved something last year, and now we turn the page, now what do we want to achieve again? And this particular group has even bigger goals and you know, in their minds for what they think they can accomplish together. That fourth quarter, you outscore Missouri 36-21. Is that the best that SLU has played during your tenure? Wow, great question. Ooh, I put it up with the, you know, the UMass game, but it's, it's up there in terms of the, the level of focus on execution, the level of togetherness and camaraderie on the court, the adjustments our women were able to make in the moment. Um, so it's right up there with, you know, the championship run in the A-10 tournament. This probably isn't a fair question because it's one game, it's one box score, and there's a lot of basketball to be played. But you look at this and you see a team that got outscored in the first quarter, comes back and plays better in the second quarter, same deal in the second half between the third and the fourth. Does that say something about your team, whether it's wearing down your opponent, whether it's uh, the in-game, on-the-fly adjustments that are being made? What do you take away from the fact that your team got better at as the haves went along. Yeah, I think a lot of it is veteran leadership within the group. We, we believe strongly in a player, you know, co-led program, right? Obviously the coaches need to lead, but the players need to lead with us. There's moments that coaches are not with them, that they have huge leadership opportunities. And I think this group just continually attacked that game and, and each situation that came in front of this team and learned. And, and that's one of our things this year. Be curious, learn, keep getting better, especially for the, some of those fifth years. And we have one sixth year who's pursuing our second master's, right? We got to keep them interested in growing. The way the schedule works out, especially as you get into league play, there's not a lot of regional rivals, but you got Missouri and Missouri State in the non-conference. Uh, you'll play UIC. They're fairly close. Uh, Southern Illinois is another team, but there's only a handful of games that you play that are in the you know within a few hours of St. Louis. How important are those games for your program? You know, they're really re- important from a recruiting standpoint as well because some of these programs that we add to the schedule will inevitably be in recruiting battles with these programs as well. So I think that's part of it. And then also for as we look to expand our recruiting in St. Louis and, and Chicago areas, right, is giving those recruits that we're going after opportunities to see our team play in those cities. Um, and then I think there's just good basketball and a lot of different styles around here that is one of the things that we intentionally look at when we're scheduling so that we will be, you know, as well prepared as possible for the a 10 Right now, just taking a step back and looking at athletics at SLU, uh, the men's basketball team has had a really nice start to their season. And the, the huge story is women's soccer uh, winning an NCAA tournament match recently. They've got a second-round matchup coming up on Friday. What's the – you talk about joy. How much joy is there from an overall athletic standpoint right now uh, for everybody at SLU? You know, I think, I think it's a thread running through what we're all trying to do right now, even if you go back to our very first – time together as an entire staff we have an event called charge um, that's really to get us ready for the year and you could hear programs and coaches and departments all talking about 
how do we infuse joy into what we do, right? Because it's in college athletics, it's intense, right? We're, we're trying to achieve excellence with young people who have a full plate of the academic slate that they need to complete at a high level as well. So I think there's a core of people that are really continuing that message within the department of let's find joy in this work. It is a slew in Missouri State tomorrow night, Chaffetz Arena. We'll have the broadcast right here on KMOX, but hopefully lots and lots of people make it out and uh, support this program that is more than worthy of, uh, of your support. Coach, thank you so much for uh, taking some time, and uh, we'll continue to check in with you uh, over the course of the year. Thank you for the coverage, and thank you to everybody that came out to Mizzou. We need you again. Come out tomorrow. Awesome. Very good. That is uh, Coach Rebecca Tillett, head coach of the St. Louis University women's basketball team. We'll come back, and uh, we'll shift gears to go back into uh, baseball. Today was a day where uh, teams had to get players onto their 40-man roster to uh, protect them. Also, the day where players had to accept or reject, and generally the answer was reject, the uh, qualifying offers. How does this all impact the Cardinals? We'll touch on that in just a moment. It is a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Rebound by Simon to Martinez. Up ahead for Kennedy. Layup. Good! And Slew takes the lead. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is America's Sports Voice, KMOX. A great our sports open line continues right here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. Taking you until 8 o'clock this evening, Scott Jagow will be in with At Your Service from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. He'll join us coming up in our next segment. Uh, Major League Baseball and the uh, Major League Baseball Players Association announcing today the players who have reached decisions on the club's qualifying offer. If you're not familiar with the qualifying offer, uh, when teams have free agents, they can give them a qualifying offer, which is a one-year contract. Uh, This year was around $20 million or so, and you can either sign that or you can decline it and you become a free agent. And if that happens, the team that... Um, that you're leaving, get some draft pick compensation. There's some other things going on. You can lose draft pick compensation. What you lose is kind of, there's, it's a little bit more complicated than that, but you get the basic gist of everything. Um, The following players declined. Everybody declined. The following players declined their offers. Cody Bellinger with the Chicago Cubs. Matt Chapman with the Toronto Blue Jays, Sonny Gray with the Minnesota Twins, Josh Hader with the San Diego Padres, Aaron Nola with the Philadelphia Phillies, Shohei Otani with the Angels, and Blake Snell with the Padres. So the Cardinals have been connected more specifically to Aaron Nola and Sonny Gray. They have been loosely connected to uh, Blake Snell and Josh Hader. I don't think either of those are going to uh, happen in all likelihood Uh, They have not been connected to Shohei Otani. They have not been connected to Cody Bellinger, and they have not been connected to Matt Chapman. What does this really mean? It means there might be a little bit of a cost to 
uh, acquiring these players, but uh, these guys know that they're going to go make big money and they're going to go get a multi-year deal. That's the big thing. The qualifying offers a one-year deal where these guys are going to go out and they're going to sign multi-year deals. And most of them, if not all of them, will sign multi-year deals with the annual average value being more than what the qualifying offer is going to be. This is the 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 trudge that is the Major League Baseball offseason. Today is one of those days where things become a little bit more clear because you do have the players rejecting the qualifying offers and just becoming the you know absolute free agents. And now the Cardinals, you, know, you could already have some conversations and so forth, but now you officially know where everybody was at. Not that there was any uh, drama about where things were going to be. Uh, that's not the only thing that happened today, as we've talked about throughout the day here on uh, KMOX during our sportscast. Uh, the Cardinals announced that they have selected the contracts of three players, and these players are now onto the 40-man roster, so this protects them from being selected by another team as right-hand pitcher Adam Kloffenstein, right-hand pitcher Sim Robertson and uh, catcher Pedro Pajes uh, have all been uh, added to the 40-man roster. They all have their contracts selected to make room on the 40-man roster. Packy Naughton has been outrighted uh, to AAA Memphis. Lefty Connor Thomas was designated for assignment. And right-hand pitcher Wilkin Rodriguez was outrighted, and he makes the decision to elect free agency. Reportedly, there is still some interest from the Cardinals in keeping Rodriguez in the organization, but now he's going to have the opportunity to see what else is out there. There's a possibility he could rejoin the organization, or there's a possibility that there's going to be a better opportunity for him out there. Mentioned this earlier. Yeah, there's some people who are a little bit um, taking note. We'll put it that way, taking note of some of the players who are on the Cardinals' 40-man roster who kept their spot, even though there were some players, some minor league players who were not protected, who could have gone on the 40-man roster and been protected. I'm not overly worried about this because I just expect this to be a very busy offseason where the the lower rung of the 40-man roster is probably going to be pushed out at some point anyways if they make the moves that you expect them to make in terms of free agency. So if they're sitting there having a 50-50 conversation about whether or not to protect some player on the 40-man roster versus you know removing kind of that final guy on the 40-man roster, well, then in all likelihood, that player wasn't going to stay on the 40-man roster anyways because that spot was going to be needed at some point in time. I do think it's interesting what they're doing at the catching position because four catchers on the 40-man roster, that is, that's a lot. And by making the move to uh, put uh, Pedro Pajes on the um, on on the forty man, now you have Wilson Contreras, Von Herrera, Andrew Kisner, and uh, Pajes all on the forty man roster. Generally speaking, four catchers on the forty man roster is a lot. And what does that mean for this offseason? And what are they going to do at the catching position moving forward? I I feel fairly confident in being able to say that Wilson Contreras is the guy next year. I think that there's some things they want to work with him from a defensive standpoint, but obviously what he brings to the club from an offensive standpoint, what he brings to the club from an energy and excitement standpoint, uh, those are all really good things to have. Can he improve defensively? Yes, absolutely he can. And perhaps having Yadier Molina around, and it continues to be rumored, yeah, uh, in, in comments made by John Mozeliak, it's essentially been confirmed that Molina is going to have a role in the organization next year. 
What hasn't been confirmed is what that role is going to look like, whether or not he's going to be a full-time member of the coaching staff. Does he come in as a bench coach? Does he come in as some other type of coach? They're going to be expanding the coaching staff going into next season. We don't know what that role is going to look like, but having him around is going to be good. It's going to be good to have Molina around for every catcher in the organization. One area that this organization might be lacking a bit is having someone who can really instruct young catchers. And you didn't you didn't need that catching instructor. You didn't need that guy uh, because Molina was that guy uh, when, when he was playing. And he obviously didn't need it himself. Well, he's not playing anymore. Maybe he's going to be that guy. But four catchers on the on the 40-man roster and the dynamic of Andrew Kisner being that solid backup who has done a, a, a very nice job. That was a good yeah, – I was, I was a little bit down on Kisner going into the season. I thought that – uh, who was it? it was Trace Barrera, right? That was the guy that he was competing with uh, in spring training for uh, the backup catcher's position. I thought we were going to come out of spring training and Barrera was going to be the backup catcher, and I, w- I was wrong on that one. Uh, and then Kisner put together one heck of a season and his familiarity with pitchers and, and, and all of that. It was, a, it was a really nice thing to have. But Avon Herrera did a fantastic job with the club when he got those opportunities. So... That's just one area of this roster, and just it was already an interesting dynamic with Contreras, Kisner, and Herrera. You really didn't know what that was going to look like for this upcoming season. I don't know what more Herrera can really do at AAA, and now you had another catcher on to the 40-man roster, a guy who the organization thinks very, very, very highly of, and it's just uh, that's just something to keep an eye on and see what maybe develops as the offseason goes along, if there's any change in that area. One more break. When we return, we're going to talk with uh, Scott Jagow. He's on tonight for uh, At Your Service. He'll be hosting from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. He's a big uh, Buffalo Bills fan, huge Buffalo Bills fan. This year, it's not a great year to be a Bill. I mean, they're 5-5. Five and five. It's not like they're 2-8 and eight or something, but they are not hitting expectations. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk a little NFL football with our guy Scott coming up in just a moment or so. As we continue on, it's Graybar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes talks football, family, and more Monday nights during Sports Open Line, only on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Ball for the right foot kick is away and good right through the middle. Dead solid perfect. And Denver wins it on a walk-off field goal 24-22. The great Kevin Harlan on Westwood One Sports as uh, that was a bit of a surprise the way that one finished off when uh, Denver got the win against Buffalo. The reason we're playing that <laughs> is because uh, Scott Jagow is going to be hosting at your service tonight, 8 o'clock to uh, 10 o'clock. Of course, you hear him all the time here on KMOX during newscast, uh, hosting uh, TIAM weekends. Uh, you never know where you might hear Scott, and now you're hearing him during a sports you overnight. Know. You never know. Uh, <laughs> have you done? Uh, I don't remember you no, hosting at this your service. Be my first at your service show. You excited? I am. I've got some interesting guests coming on. The first hour, I, so I got, I'm going to tell a story that is a great story from earlier in my career about a person I met at a restaurant, and I ended up having him on the air because he had such a great story to tell. And that's kind of what I'm doing tonight for the first hour. I've met a couple people in the community the last two weeks that I thought, 
Well, let's have them on the air because they are interested in being on radio. Mm -hmm. They don't have a radio background. They're regular folks, but they're interesting people. So for the first hour, I'm going to have two of those people on the air. And then in the second hour, I'm going to do, I'm going to interview the host of a podcast, which is incredible. It's called Ear Witness. And it's about a man who's been on death row in Alabama for 25 years. And he clearly did not commit the murder. The evidence is overwhelming, but he has been unable to get off death row. The host of that podcast is going to come on and chat with us for about 20, 30 minutes. I love stuff like that. Like, I don't love that, that those situations Yo, occur, mean. but those stories and sometimes the the overwhelming amount of stuff and just people still being able to ignore what's going on is interesting. Yeah, the justice system has its silos. Everyone is in their individual silos. Common sense doesn't normally enter into the justice system. It didn't in this case. I have I follow a lot of podcasts and true crime stories yeah. and show. I have never heard one this bad. It is the worst one I've ever heard, which is why she is going to be on the show in the nine o'clock hour. Awesome. So you are a Buffalo Bills fan. Yeah. For are a you long originally time. from there? Is yeah. That, okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> Die hard, born. <laughs> Historically, like post the Super Bowls, up until the last few years. The Bills were bad, but they were expected to be bad. Now, they've, they've had a really good run here recently, even with some postseason failures, and the expectation was, again, for them to be one of the better teams this year in the AFC, and they just can't get out of their way offensively. The offensive numbers are good, but they turn the ball over way too much. They just fired their offensive coordinator. from the Of all the storylines this year in the NFL, the failure of the Buffalo Bills, I think, is one of the more interesting storylines. I agree. It has to be. Uh, they should be better. I don't know exactly what's going on with Josh Allen, but he's in his head. I do believe that the offensive coordinator, now ex-offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey, was part of the problem. He ran a Madden video game offense, which did Josh Allen no favors, and head coach Sean McDermott has been hammering the discipline thing, and we've got to be conservative. He shouldn't run as much. Josh Allen is a freak athlete he is a special player and if you hamstring him he gets in his head and that's what's happened this year let him play his game he will be fine he's an amazing talent and I'm hoping that switching offensive coordinators will bring that out well they bring in Joe Brady and his story's interesting because he was an up-and-coming big-time big money coordinator, and then it, he was attached in Carolina, and it didn't work out for Wasn't he at LSU at one point? He was. Yeah, he, he was, ran a great offense yeah, there. Yeah, so that's where he was really known from, what he did at LSU. It hasn't worked for him totally yet in the NFL, but there is a pedigree there. Maybe it's his moment to shine. Yeah. He is not walking into a situation where he's uh, his quarterback is Zach Wilson. It's Josh Allen. What a gift if he can – harness it the right way and or let him go and do his thing this could be a special moment for Joe Brady it's uh it's a gosh I can't imagine being the fan of Bills that was 12 men on the field after a missed field goal that would have won Man, that's that like is, the 300th situation like that in ooh, my, my that's, lifetime that's that's painful and I do have to wonder because McDermott's calling the defensive plays this year after wasn't Leslie Frazier who yeah, left and yeah. everything like, does he just have too much on his plate he may have too much on his plate I think yeah. that's a fair analysis He's done a heck of a job with the defense that he has. We're missing five amazing starters. And last night, the defense was definitely not the problem until the last play of the game, which was more of a special teams thing. So 
I don't know. I'm crossing my fingers. The season is not lost. The 49ers lost three in a row and then just demolished the Jaguars. We're 500. I'm hopeful. <laughs> That's Scott Jaga. I got him fired up before he's on for uh, at your service. I talked about the bill, so uh, he's all juiced up, and uh, we'll see how uh, things go. Don't go anywhere. At your service with Scott Jaga is on the way next, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. I'm back with you tomorrow for a short show leading to Slew Women's Basketball. Thanks for being tuned in. It's uh, Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.